0: Hi, welcome to podcast number 35 brought to you from Help with Parkinsons. Our guest today is Aaron Thomas, physical therapist from Fox Rehab, and I'm your host Warren Butfenick. Aaron, welcome and could you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Yes, um hello. I am a I have a doctorate in physical therapy. Um I'm also a board certified geriatric specialist and a certified dementia practitioner, as well as I'm LSVT certified, um, which is the big and loud Well, excuse me, the big um, portion of the the exercises for patients with Parkinson's. And I've been with um, a company called Fox Rehab. We do um, geriatric house calls, and I've been with them for a little over five years.
0: Nice. Very good. good. Glad to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Sure. And uh, you you were very impressive. You came with uh, two of your colleagues to a support group meeting, and you brought up the uh, the way of billing Parkinson's and other type of chronic diseases, but we'll just focus on Parkinson's right now. It's called sure. the, the Jimmo, Jimmo case, <gasps> Jimmo versus Silas.
1: And yep. uh, that was
0: interesting because when I know when I first got diagnosed about 12 years ago, I was reading about physical therapy and they they said that they keep kept lobbying Congress because Parkinson's can't fall into the 13-week program of of getting better, and then you get cut off because it's chronic. And every time you stop, it goes back, back to worse again. And this is exactly what they were talking about, what they're trying to do. You want to yeah. explain, explain a little bit about the uh, Jim Oates versus the Bellas?
1: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, exactly kind of what you were talking about. Essentially, um, there was a woman that had a progressive neurologic disease, and she fought and said, just like you were saying, she would go into therapy, get a lot better. It would cut them off at at that point where – they say that you're, you're plateaued and you're not making any more progress despite having this chronic disease. She would go off and then start that cycle all over again. Um, so she essentially fought the cords and said, why should I have to go through these cycles each and every time when we know I'm only going to decline? So let me stay on therapy so I don't have these giant peaks and valleys um, and ended up winning, which is a huge, huge success and a big, a big win for not only the therapy profession, but for anybody who has a chronic disorder it allows them to not have to show that progress. Um, essentially, all we have to do is maintain or slow a decline. So it's a big, big win. Um, right. It's a, a fantastic study. win. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and what happens is a lot of physical therapists aren't comfortable with this type of billing. So they go with the old billing. Uh-huh. They, they tell you, well, if you feel that we feel we still need help, we could try an exception. But they, they still look at it as an exception instead of the rule now but I I did call call up my uh, secondary insurance and they said that that is true. The rules were changed last year. And on Medicare, it's on their file that uh, it is changed also. So Fox luckily took, took it by the, by the horns and pulled it. And uh, if you, anybody looks up Fox on the internet, they'll see there, there has been a lawsuit for billing and, uh, Erin, do you want to just explain the outcome of that lawsuit, and it's it's a positive outcome?
1: Yeah. Essentially, it had been going on for a number of years. Obviously, anybody that's a high utilizer of Medicare, they're going to get reviewed at a higher level, which is – Primarily what Fox bills is pretty much all of Medicare. So we're a high utilizer. It had been going on for a long time. From what I understand, I guess somebody got wind of it. It got published in Philadelphia. So that's where it kind of got out in the media. Um, But Fox said, no, we didn't do anything wrong. We're fighting for our patients. They need to be able to walk the extra mile or the extra feet or the whatever to be able to reach those higher level of functions. And essentially after a number of years and a lot of back and forth, um, the OIG came back and said that we were correct and that we did not over-utilize any Medicare funds, we are doing what we were supposed to be doing for our patients. So if you look it up, keep an eye out. There should be a statement, if it's not already out, um, from the OIG, just dropping all, all, I guess the charges, if you will, um, dropping everything against Fox, stating that we didn't do anything wrong and we won't owe a single penny. So it's really, really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's great, because uh, it sounded too so, good to be true. That's why I yeah. look, looked up things and I talked to yeah. my doctor didn't know about it and uh, everybody that I talk to says, well, if that's true, I should have known about it, but, but yep. if I didn't, if it didn't go to this meeting. I would, I would have no idea. So I did sign up for the service. And, yeah. And what I like about it is it's an outpatient, which I assume that that helps with the billing being an outpatient instead of in the facility. Is that true?
1: Correct. So we are, if you look up Fox, we are set up as an outpatient private practice. We just choose to make our place of service as opposed to a freestanding brick and mortar building in the people's homes. Um, so we bill only, we bill exactly like an outpatient clinic would.
0: And that, that gives you a little yeah. more flexibility. To customize yeah, it, your
1: it gives us a lot more flexibility because unlike your typical in-home therapies where you have to be homebound, sometimes there's a skilled nursing need, all the kind of hoops, if you will, that you have to jump through to qualify for those benefits under your Medicare Part A or any other home health benefit, um, we don't have to worry about that because we're billing just like an outpatient clinic, right. which enables us to go in at a higher frequency. We can stay for a longer duration and we can set our goals to a much higher level than what you're able to do with a typical in-home therapies. Right.
0: And what, what I like yeah. about this also is for years I've been complaining about different things about parts of my house I freeze in or mm-hmm. parts I can't navigate certain things. And I had to sort of abstractly explain it to the person but you're actually going to be in my house and you can can actually customize my therapy based on my living conditions which is a lot better than I've had before
1: Yeah, it's, it's just so, so much more beneficial, and we can, one, we can focus more on your goals and exactly what it is, but it's one thing to get out of the bed in the clinic that's perfect, of a, at a perfect height. There are those perfect stairs that we have you walk up and down in an outpatient clinic. You know, we can really customize, like you were saying, what part of your home are you having trouble? Do you always happen to trip at this particular threshold or something? Um, and it just really can maximize the benefit um, of what we're able to do.
0: Right. That sounds sounds great. So let's yeah. let's, let's uh, take it back to the beginning here. Somebody, yes. somebody, let's say, sixty five years old. Yep. Go. Finally, goes to the doctor after a few years of restlessness, and the doctor says, "I think you have Parkinson's." Do you suggest at that point they make an appointment with the physical therapist?
1: One hundred percent. The earlier, the earlier you can get in and start learning, um, start knowing what you need to do, start keeping an eye out for those signs and symptoms that um, could be challenging for you. Um, plus the stronger you are, just like they, all the research is shown the the stronger you are, the better you can get around, the better things are going to be. So uh, the set, even if you don't, the doctor hasn't said, maybe you have that diagnosis, but you notice that your walking, isn't the same, or you're not getting up as easily as you were get on it now so that you can stay strong. Um, and again, another benefit of Fox, it's proactive, get out there, get moving, Learn the things that you need to learn, so that you can help combat or slow any of that potential decline that could be on the horizon.
0: Good. And uh, the patient has no liability to pay the bill out of pocket if the doctor gives a legitimate prescription and Fox okay's it. That they're not, they don't have to worry about you coming back later saying it wasn't covered. Is that correct?
1: Oh, 100 percent. No, there will never. We will call. So take it back a minute. So the doctor gives you a prescription, they fax it into Fox. Fox Fox will run the insurance. Um, we'll give you basically what the insurance told us. So if you don't have Medicare and you would have an outpatient, I apologize, my dogs. Um, if you had an outpatient, um, cost, it'd be the same with us. We'll let you know what those would be. But if for whatever reason we're in the home for longer and it doesn't get it, that's, that's the liability we take because Fox trusts our therapists to make those clinical decisions. The bill will never come back on you.
0: Good. And, um, because a lot of times, doctors don't suggest physical therapy until you, you come in and, and complain that it's really severe, but this way, it doesn't have to get severe.
1: Right. Yeah, a lot of doctors don't. I'm, wonderful, but you know, in your time, sometimes it's not the first thing that they think of. So the quicker that you can get in um, and, like I said, learn, stay strong, stay active, stay mobile, the better you're going to be in the long run.
0: Right. And what do you think about this, uh, rock steady boxing? You think that that's, uh, has longevity to that or you, you think it's a Oh fan? yeah.
1: No, I think it, cause if you do, I'm and I'm sure you, many people have, if you look up the, there's a ton of research just on boxing alone, just mm-hmm. with the larger amplitude movements and the way that the crossing the body line, um, and things like that all the the benefits of boxing are great especially with parkinson's and then having this group and to be able to go and have all the different levels i mean it's i've seen it do wonders um, i'm sure people participated and love it but um, i think it's going to be I, I would like to see it long term right i've even used boxing techniques not in the rock steady, but just in therapy sessions because it's so good um for those movements
0: so you so you could uh coordinate rock steady boxing with your physical therapy then you'd be able to work oh, yeah. with them
1: yeah uh-huh
0: that's good so um, you're, not, you're not against each other sometimes professionals are against non-professionals doing doing things
1: yeah well the the big thing is if you're going to be receiving therapy as a as a professional from like my, uh, myself um what i'm going to be doing in your home would be a skilled maybe i'm altering what you're doing. I'm changing weights. I'm changing, you know, I'm doing things that without that degree you might not be able to do, but if you can still get out, I want you to be doing, it's just like giving you a home exercise program, right? Right. Something I want you to do in the evening, go out, go to that class box, stand up, work on your balance, work on those movements. It's only going to make your progress in therapy better and just help the overall progress.
0: Now, when somebody goes to therapy, physical therapy, and usually I assume it's three days a week in the beginning,
1: uh, it really depends on the person and what's medically necessary. Um, if you're ha- really struggling with something, it can be three days a week. Um, as it progresses, it can go down and up. It just depends on the person. Um, the other cool thing about FOX is we have not only physical but occupational and speech therapy. Um, so depending on your level and where your limitations and challenges are, you could actually have therapy essentially five days a week. Yeah. It might be different plans, but you could get those people in. Um, but, yeah, it really just depends on the person.
0: So as far as the physical therapy part, you, mm-hmm. let's say it is three days a week. Yep. Do, do the person have to exercise on their own during that time, or is that just the three days a week at, at when, the, when your professional comes over?
1: I mean, ideally, like anything else, you know, say you're on a diet, and if you only eat healthy three days and the other two days you're not, or the other, you know, the other four days you're not eating, you probably won't see the progress like you're looking for, or you won't see it as fast. Okay. Um, so anything that you can do outside of those skilled sessions. Um, and a lot of that information will be guided by your therapist to help give you, here's kind of what we're working on. Here's the next level of progress. Here's where we want you to go.
0: Mm-hmm. And is the but, same yep. therapist every time?
1: With Fox, yep. You have a skilled therapist. We don't use PTAs or assistants or anything like that. So you have your skilled therapist from start to finish um, through your entire plan of care.
0: That's good because uh, the brick and mortar places. Is- you only see the therapist the first day yeah. and then they, they send you off to an assistant and then only if there's something comes up, they come back and, and tweak your, um, your program.
1: Yeah. Or for your re your reassessment. Right. Um, what can be right. done by your therapist, but no, nope, you'll have the same person barring like a vacation or illness, right. but the same person comes in the whole time, which is good because then their skilled eye is on you the whole time and can see where, because especially with Parkinson's, it, Every day is different. You know that. Mm-hmm. So, just because you've had an off day, or maybe that therapist comes in on your reassessment day, and you're having an off day, that doesn't mean you've made awesome progress through the whole time, or vice versa. It's just every day is going to be a little bit different. So, having that skilled eye to right. know and kind of learn and get to know how you perform on a regular basis is is really beneficial.
0: Right. And uh, out of uh, out of maybe a hundred patients you have, how many patients would be Parkinson's patients? Um,
1: oh, it depends on the area. If I had a hundred, maybe, I don't know. I, that'd be really hard for me to say. Um,
0: so you, you, you don't specialize but, in Parkinson's then you, you have the, uh, them, but you don't, you don't only go for them.
1: Correct. So the way, the way Fox will work is depending on the area that you work in, you'll have a team of PT, OT and speech that works in each area, um, to make it efficient and enable them to get out to you so depending on where you live you'll have that team of therapy so like for example i i have that certification i have those specialty certifications but i would still work within a certain radius um but if your doctor if you know the doctor puts on a script if we see parkinson's we're going to try to make sure that you have somebody that has a little bit more experience or maybe if you need the lsvt or something like that we try to make sure that the right person is going out to the home
0: Right, nice, that's good That's that's important yeah
1: yeah but i don't only i don't i will treat whatever comes in right um you know
0: but you're pretty experienced you've, you've taken care of more than 20 people with parkinson's oh
1: oh yeah i'm in any in any three-month plan of care maybe 10 out of those 20 could have been parkinson's right. um and then maybe i go through a couple months where i only have one or two um but usually at least for my tenure with Fox, I, I always seem to have at least maybe one or two because I keep them on for maintenance because right. I want to keep make sure that they're still doing okay. Um, and again, be, under the ruling, it's, it's not the same frequency, but you can stay on for years, essentially. Mm-hmm. As long as it's still skilled, it's medically necessary, I'm still going to want to check in on you and make sure you're doing okay, and then we can help identify if anything has changed and if we need to change that frequency.
0: Now, how about the... uh the the voice programs is that something that could be ongoing too or is that limited nope
1: that's ongoing it's the same as all the disciplines ptot and speech are all that ongoing whatever you could need so you could do the loud program and then any type of voice production swallowing any other symptom that may arise that a speech therapist could help it's the same thing so essentially you could have all three disciplines i don't indefinitely if you will as long as it's skilled and medically necessary um that can follow you throughout as long as it's needed.
0: That's nice. So, uh, yeah. you take somebody, typical person with Parkinson's, they have a very soft voice, Yep. but, but it's not the soft voice. That's really the dangerous part. It's, it's the choking. Yep. And, uh, could you explain that to you, how one leads to the other?
1: Um, well, it's going to be a, the change in, I believe it's, I mean, this is really a speech therapy, um, thing. So I, you probably know more than I do, but, um, it's not just going to everything kind of slows down. Everything gets smaller. So it's going to be just. It's not just the voice production. It's going to be the way you swallow. It's probably the breathing. It's probably how you're eating. Um, I don't. I can't explain the physiology of it right. Right. for you. Um, you want You'd want to bring a speech therapist on for you, which yeah, I can't we, for
0: you. We've already done a podcast on the speech therapy. Oh, what It does with Doctor Sub, but I just want to get your your take on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have seen I. PT is invaluable, especially with Parkinson's, but I think speech therapy is another one that's just completely invaluable because it's like you said, it's not only how loud are you speaking? Are you getting your words out? Are you finding them? Okay. Are you swallowing? Are you drooling? Are you, you know, there's so many other things that come along with it Mm -hmm. and depending on your case because again, Parkinson's, it affects everybody so differently. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen speech do incredible things. Um, so, when, so you have, somebody,
0: you have somebody that comes in, finishing up their speech therapy, and is all happy because they have a good, loud voice. Mm-hmm. They're actually ha- had other benefits with eating and drooling and things like that that you don't see that they're they're getting. It.
1: Oh yeah, um, even something as simple as like taking a drink of water. And if you're coughing every time you drink, like there may be something going on with. Um, the muscles and things like that that are slowing down just like your brain sends the signal to your big muscles maybe in your legs or your arms Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing with those small muscles with the swallowing and all that stuff so you want to make sure that just like we're fixing your big muscles you're fixing the small ones to keep enable you to still talk and swallow and breathe and get through your day
0: And, and this voice therapy you suggest that as soon as possible also
1: Yeah, I think the second you might notice or if people start saying what, you know, when they're talking, when Mm. you're speaking, or like I said, if you're coughing, choking, having a hard time with some of the breathing, um, same with your big muscle groups. The quicker you can get in and learn those techniques and learn what to look for, the better you're going to be in the long run.
0: Yeah, the big joke in the Parkinson's groups is they say, I realized my wife started going deaf. (laughs) That's that's how they know they need voice therapy. Yeah. the guy, the wife would say, he's kept telling me I couldn't hear. Yeah. But, so that's, uh, that's usually how they get there. Yeah. So, so uh, what were we going to say? Oh,
1: no, I, that's funny. No, but before you start saying that, before it's gotten so bad that people can't hear you, um, rely on your family. Sometimes it's hard to hear it, but rely on those people around you. That, or if people are saying, what are you are you're, you're repeating yourself. Um, even in the very beginning when it still to you sounds like you're talking just as loudly as you were or everything seems okay, it doesn't hurt. Um, and if, if you look up the regulations, Medicare will cover one speech therapy evaluation per year. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So um, a lot of times we use it in our older population just for dementia and things like that. But it is still help, especially with Parkinson's, just to get in and have somebody evaluate you. And then you can establish that baseline. Right. Um, so like you were saying a while back – that doctor says, Oh, I think maybe it's Parkinson's. We'll get those evaluations so that it helps not only the physicians and that doctor part of things, but it helps the therapy side of things too. Right. So you can monitor that progress and when you might need a little bit more intervention.
0: Yeah. Where how it was explained to me was from a speech therapist is it's like resetting your thermostat Mm -hmm. that you think you're talking loud, but you're not. And, And if you use a voice recorder, you could, it could teach you how loud you're going. And if you, you, and your mind realizes from that record that you're actually not that loud, sometimes early enough you could take control of that and boost it yourself.
1: Yep. And it's the same thing with the movements and like the loud pro, or the excuse me, the big program. The whole idea is that changing the neuro, the neuro pathways and making those new pathways and changing the brain to think that those movements that you're doing aren't as big as what your brain is telling you. Right. Uh, so it's actually changing it. So the sooner you can get on it and stay with those programs, it should just like the speech therapy, it should slow that decline.
0: Yeah, because eventually or help to eventually you won't you won't be able to overcome it.
1: Right. Yeah. So if you can get if you can get take hold of it in the beginning, you can hopefully slow that slow that process.
0: Mm-hmm. And and yeah. could you explain to me what uh, occupational therapy would be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So occupational therapists, what you typically think of them for would be activities of daily living or what they call IADLs, which are independent. Um, So essentially you're you're dressing, you're bathing, um, toileting, making dinners, um, going out to anything that you do on a daily basis that's just part of your day is what an occupational therapist does. Um, But they also do so much more. They can help with balance. Because if you're going to reach into your cabinet or pull open your refrigerator, you need good balance. So they can help with adapting those tasks and things like that in your home to ensure that you're safe doing them. Um, They're great with home modifications, home safety evaluations. If you need equipment um, throughout your home, um, they're really good at being able to look and evaluate what do you need to make your everyday activities easier. Um, They also work a lot with cognition, just like speech therapy does. So if some of those executive, those higher-level functioning um, are getting a little slower, having some trouble remembering, again, for those daily, everyday tasks, um, they're great to come in and be able to help. Maybe you just need to modify or change a calendar, or maybe it's a medication management where we use a different technique to ensure that you're taking the medications the same way. So they kind of put their hands in a lot of different things to help make every day as successful and easy as possible.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I talk to people at these support groups and some peop some patients, they they'll take whatever's in that box for medication. They don't even look at it. So it's it's, and some people don't really set up a good box. So that there's a lot of people having problems keeping track of their medication. I I know a person that they increased one drug. So he figured he's going to increase all his drugs. Oh boy. And uh, he ended up in the hospital. So, so oh. med- medication is the only thing you really have with Parkinson's. So you want to make sure you get that right.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. And, uh, yeah, that's scary. In a lot of people's homes, they, they could probably use somebody to look through their pill boxes and make sure they have a good system.
1: Yep. And that can be included. So a lot of times, um, if you needed a home health episode, they'll send a nurse out to do it, which nursing can 100% do, but occupational therapists can also do it and help set up what works best for you and your system. Maybe having that a specific box doesn't work, but maybe there's another technique to help you remember your medications or how mm-hmm. you do it that works with you. And they can help go through all that to ensure that you're taking them properly.
0: Right. So even if you don't feel like you need occupational therapy, it's pays to get an evaluation.
1: Yep. Same thing. And same thing with the home safety evaluation. Um, it's covered a lot of times now Medicare and even some of the other insurances or these big ACOs um, that are coming out want to make sure that you're safe in your home, especially if you had a fall. So just having them come out, even if it's one visit and go through and evaluate, you know, based on our knowledge, this, this, and this looks like it could be changed and modified to make you safer to do X, Y, and Z. So um, they can be really helpful just to give you tips also.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the most important thing is not to fall. That's it's, Is that your, your primary goal when you ha- um, come there, or is it, you don't really think about that because you know it'll be taken care of if you're doing everything else?
1: I mean, I, falls are – it's hard to say because there's a number of factors that can go into falling. Is it falling because you tripped? Is it falling because of weakness in the, the legs? Is it falling because of a range of motion issue? Is it a uh, proprioception? You can't feel what's going on. So there it's so multifaceted as to what it can encompass a fall. So I think it's, it's definitely high up on the list because um, mm. none of us, you don't want to fall, right. but it's really, that's where that skilled eye and that skilled therapy comes in to drill it down and find out, well, what could be the root cause? Did you freeze and you could push through it mm. and you didn't stop and shift your weight? Or do you not have the range of motion of your ankles to be able to, pick your foot up far enough so you're catching your toe and you're falling right. or is it something as simple as you have that area rug leading into your bathroom and it's not fixed down and sometimes you trip on it you know so it's
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: really using that skill to try to determine what is what could be causing it and how do we fix it
0: right and the, and the mo- most common room to fall is the place where you get the most hurt in the bathroom yeah You've got the mo- most, most hard surfaces in the whole house
1: yep and a lot of times you're either rushing in there, <laughs>
0: right.
1: you know, or you're waking up in the middle of the night when you're, you know, a lot of the falls will occur then when you're not quite awake yet or your vision. Cause you know, there's three components with your balance, your vision, your vestibular, so your inner ear, and then your proprioception. So what you feel. So if it's kind of dark and you're taking the vision out and you're kind of drowsy, so you're kind of, your vestibular might be a little off. So then it's, or you have trouble feeling, you know, it's, it's wow. a big risk. When you rush in, if you don't have the right setup.
0: Yeah, what I did in my house is, between the bedroom and the bathroom, we put uh, lights on the floor. Oh, nice. Those, those motion sensor lights. Yeah. We put them by the, uh, by the steps, on top of the steps, by the, you know, on the floor, and it, that makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, having adequate lighting, having adequate space to get in, um, things like that, and again, that's what uh, having that skilled eye to come in and just give those right. pointers is always beneficial but yeah if you can if you can keep yourself safe in your home and then again fox is able to help you stay safe in the community as well because we want you to achieve those higher level goals right. you still want to be because you don't have to be homebound which is the great thing so if you still want to be out shopping and going out and doing everyday things that you've always done we can help ensure that you're safe to be able to do them and give you the tips and go out with you. So,
0: right. So you definitely yeah. increase the quality of their lives.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Right.
0: Which is what, what our whole goal is.
1: Yeah. It's
0: good. So, so uh, do you have anything else to add to this? Cause we pretty much went through everything. Did I miss anything?
1: No, I think this is great. Um Yeah. And just make sure you, like you said, and I know you all do it, but advocate for yourselves and make sure that you're pushing. Cause a lot of the doctors, um, and I know, We've spoken about it, but a lot of these big hospital systems and stuff, they kind of have their sets in place, but you can't really get to some of the other options. So, like, that's why a lot of people don't know about Fox is that we can't get into some of these big hospital systems and some of these other –
0: because
1: they have their outpatient and their inpatient. So really advocate. Make sure you know that there is no Medicare cap. So there isn't an expectation of – progress you don't have to plateau if you have parkinson's it's okay to maintain and slow your decline so just making sure that you're aware and really pushing so that regardless of your age if you have that diagnosis you can get everything that you can get to stay as strong and safe as you can
0: could you even get people those uh fat pens and things like that and 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 utensils that sort of vibrate
1: oh that's what um that would be more of the ot um but, yeah, they can help do all that stuff.
0: You could actually deliver that to the house and pick, make we sure it's on, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Well, so being, quote, unquote, covered would depend on what Medicare covers. So that I don't – I can't speak to what is and what is not covered by Medicare. Right. Um, but the OTs could work with your physicians, maybe write letters of medical necessity. You know, mm-hmm. we could help you go through those processes to see, do everything we can to see if it would be covered and why it's medically necessary
0: for you. Okay. Something just popped in my head now. What what about people on a hospice program? Let's say they're kind of in stage three, four, and they're they're running out of money. And I know that some people join a hospice at that time. Are you able to come to the house when they're on hospice?
1: This is a tricky one. Um, Fox is. It depends on the hospice. So because we bill like an outpatient clinic, it does, and we bill under the that Medicare Part B, it mm-hmm. does not conflict with your hospice benefits. However, there are some hospice companies that have trouble seeing. They think PTs, it's going to come in to, quote, make you better, whereas that's really not the goal of hospice. Right. It's more to, you know, oh, yeah. so it's more of palliative. However, as long as there's a separate rehab diagnosis, so – If Parkinson's, if there's a way to find a diagnosis that's not directly related to why you were admitted to hospice, and it could help you, maybe quality of life, um, stretching, um, bed positioning, you know, those different things, ensuring that you can still get up and move from one room to another and have as much quality of life. Um, Speech therapy is huge with this. Ensuring that you can still eat and swallow and you're not going to end up with aspiration pneumonia. when. That shouldn't have occurred. Um, so it really, I would talk with the doctor and the your hospice program. But according to the guidelines, it does not interfere. So you should be able to still have a fox therapist for at least a couple visits. Come out that at the same time as being on hospice.
0: So it doesn't doesn't come out of that that it would not the bulk of money that they get up front to do other things. It's a separate correct. fund. correct.
1: It's a completely separate fund and hospice will always trump part. A always trumps part B. So if for whatever reason, Fox takes it on and says, yes, this is medically necessary. We're coming out and Medicare looks at it down the road and says, yeah, no, we're not paying for that. It would, it would be on Fox and we would just eat that cost. Um, it would never affect that Medicare part. Um, we actually work with quite a few hospice companies in and around the area, um, or, and we're working to try to help educate them and help them understand that. Instead of it coming out of that medic that hospice budget that bulk of money, let us use your Medicare Part B benefits. Come out and provide some of that extra therapy. Right. Yep.
0: Good. Okay. So, uh, do you have anything else to add to this?
1: No, I think this is this has been great.
0: Okay. So, uh, well, thanks for coming on the show. That's Aaron yeah. Thomas from Fox Rehab, and uh, hope to have you back again.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Any other questions or, you know, please feel free to reach out and I'll help however we can.